Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Football's Finest Podcast. Back again. This is Tuesday, episode 11. Week two has passed us. We're on to week three. Got a lot to talk about. Thanks for tuning in and let's get rolling. What's going on? Uh, so I want to start by saying welcome back. We have another super special guest. I was not sure if he'd be on today, but he made time out of his busy smite schedule to be here. It's my brother, Dylan. What's up, buddy? Glad to have you. What's up, guys? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Ready to talk about some foosball. I mean, football. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> ready to get into it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Dylan is part of the the damn good gaming show that we mentioned uh, last week when we had Austin on. He is the D in that. Um, so we're two thirds of the way through that. I don't know if we'll get the third one. I don't know if Marlon really cares about this, but you know, so <laughs> probably not. Um, and then Ian, yeah, always every week co-host. What's up, dude? How's your week been? Oh, good, man. Good. Uh, coming off a big victory over my arch rival. So yeah, uh, I'm good about that. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we we sure will. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, guys, uh, episode 11, I do want to shout a couple things out. We hit 200 plays yesterday. Let's go, man. That's awesome. It is because you, the listeners, care so much. You take 30 to 50 minutes out of your day, based on the episode, uh, to listen to us, and we couldn't be more happy and excited. I post on Facebook about it. Um dude i just ladies and gentlemen thank you so much like anyone who listens we greatly appreciate it um and we'd also appreciate if you listen to the damn good gaming show that dylan hosts you can find that on apple and spotify yep um another thing is again we do this once a week so we try to cram as much as we can in a timely manner in each episode so bear with us we appreciate the long haul episodes and you're gonna learn some stuff hopefully and useful information every week so um but yeah so i i kind of think we should at least a little recap the week two um the first thing we should get to because i know ian's dying to to talk about it ian i just want to give you your kudos buddy you came in with with the right mindset you said you wanted to win and you did just that and i want to just Good job. Good job. You know, yeah, I, I know you couldn't be happier. Um, your thoughts. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. I, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, a good game um, and all that stuff. Um, you know, I just want to thank, you know, Stefan Diggs, Jalen Hurts, you know, just all the guys on my team who uh, who did the job for me this week and, and came up big when I, when I needed him to the most. You know, Dylan, I don't know if this guy understands, um, but like half of his roster is from all the advice that I gave. I don't know if you caught that <laughs> or not, but uh <laughs> yeah it looks like stefan diggs had a huge backpack on this week and uh, <laughs> pretty much carried him to the victory you know i don't know if anyone out there realizes but uh so after after sunday i was up 116 to 111 um and you know i was I, I wasn't feeling like i was gonna win i'm like ian's got it you know so he had jalen hurts and stefan diggs to go still and then 
This dude finishes with another like 90 points, it seemed like. He finished with 189 to 116. Unreal. I got clobbered. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure, Ian, did you like privately email all the players and just kind of beg them to just go off or what? Yeah, I tweeted them, emailed them, um, you know, offered them bonuses, stuff like that. Nice. Well, yeah. Well, hey, I think we play each other again, like towards the end of the regular season. I'll have to, I'll have to have you do that for my players next time. So, but, uh, you know, yeah, pull out the big guns. Um, so yeah, that was my matchup. Dylan, um, first of all, I forgot also, like, A, how long have you been doing fantasy football really quick? Oh, probably just roughly probably like six seven years okay gotcha have you ever been into a championship game before have you ever made it in the playoffs definitely made it in the playoffs definitely made it to a championship game yeah how'd that championship match i go for you all right on to ian <laughs> <laughs> for people that don't know I, I beat him in the championship when i won back to back but uh dylan you led our league in wins last year regular season that weren't you like 10 and something or whatever or Oh, it was it was a long shot. I mean, uh, led the league all season. Didn't really matter that much because I just have uh, a grudge against me with Dad. I cannot beat him. I don't know what it is. I just every time I go up against him, I my players completely forget how to play the sport, and I just can't get a win. So um, I did great last year. Like like you said, led the league. Um, I think I went into the playoffs like. Uh, you were the number one seed, I know. Three, yeah, yeah. I think you were eleven and three. Yep. It was it was really nice. I was killing it, but it just didn't matter. I just needed that one more win over Dad, and it, it didn't happen. I went against him three times, and that one. You can overtake Dad's uh, go-to saying before he won his first championship. What did he always say? Hey, I'm always there. That's yeah. what you said. You're always there. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much. So, yeah. Um, and then do you have like a favorite player? I I mean, I know who it is, I'm sure. But do you have a favorite player of all time that you always kind of go after or just holds a special place in your heart? I See, I can't pick favorites. Oh, see, There's I just disagree. I, There's just too many. <laughs> There's two that come to mind with you. And I, I'm sure you know who I think they are. But. <laughs> oh, hey, we can't pay that money to them. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll talk um, about him later on too. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, Adam Thielen and then your boy Chris Carson retired. So I mean, I know you can't get him back, but but anyway, yeah, we're gonna be talking about Adam Thielen. But uh, anyway, how did your matchup go this week? Um, uh, well, not that great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, pretty pissed. Not gonna lie, I was going up against Austin, who you guys had on uh, previous episode. Yep. Um. Yeah. It, uh, not much to say about it, to say the least. Um, <laughs> it it just didn't work out, unfortunately. Yeah. And then you well, know what happens? We have like, those weeks. Man, you lost by like less, just under three points. That's got to be a heartbreaker. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati defense. I think they just they didn't show up to the game. Uh, Robbie Anderson. Um, well, this is a clean podcast. I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just, you know, he was there. He, he was, was there. there. He dressed. He got the um, helmet on. So, but yeah, and then um, Austin was really, really thanking Green Bay defense for not letting Chicago score at the end of the game and beat me by three points from Green Bay defense. So, yep. hey, what can you do? Honestly, I mean, there's a couple of, uh, shockers on yours. You, you had Robbie Anderson only get you four points, and since he got three points, but uh, on the opposite side, you could say that Nick Chubb got you 32 because he got you three touchdowns. So yep. that kind of helped out. 
Um, And then for Austin, I mean, Kyle Pitts only got less than four points, man. Um, So, I mean, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, either way, there's, you know, give and takes with each matchup. But, yeah, dude, I know you were mad. I know Austin is uh, super happy about Green Bay's defensive stop there, so. Yeah. Well, hey guys, you know, in the end though, this will make your com- your dramatic comeback from 0 and 2 all the more satisfying, right? Right. Right. No, it's yeah. definitely possible. I mean, I had a league last year where uh it was a NFL league in, in, or yeah, the app um where I was 0 and 4 and then won all the way to the championship game. I didn't win it, but it was just 0 and 4 and there. I didn't lose a game, so I'm always there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh hey man i i've started uh la i think it was not the, not last year but the year before i joined a work league um and i started one and four and then won the next nine in a row and then ended up winning the whole thing so it doesn't matter how you start it's how you weather the storm and how you finish and you just never know man so i know me you and daniel are all oh and two um and i'm not worried like some of our players that would ball out on a year in year out basis just got off to a slow start and it'll be fine so i'm I'm not worried neither should you i think we're fine um daniel probably no i'm just kidding <laughs> but uh um I, yeah uh, so i i want to say once i can get my couple other star players that have been hurt uh and they can get healthy again and actually be on my starting lineup where they should be uh george kittle and keenan allen mm-hmm. i think it'll be okay but i haven't been able to use them so <laughs> Yeah, Keenan Allen's a baller. Um, obviously, they have Mike Williams, but Keenan Allen's Keenan Allen, and then George Kittle's top three tight end in the league, man. So I think you're fine. Plus, um, Jimmy G is starting, which we'll get into that in here in a second. But uh, he's always uh, a lock to get Kittle a ton of targets every week. So I'm not. I'm, I don't think you should be worried about that either. So yeah. just got to be healthy. That's all. Mm-hmm. You ready to get into the news? I was just gonna say, let's get into the news. Um, so. The first thing we're going to go over uh, on the news is exactly what we just kind of you know, foreshadowed into. Trey Lance is done for the year. Uh, Dylan drafted him ahead of me in our pay league out of spite, and I'm super glad that I didn't because now he is completely gone for the year. Um, he had like an ankle injury. He had surgery. Uh, he's done until next year, so not much more to say about that. Jimmy G is in. Um other thing with the 49ers, Marlon Mack, he signed with the 49ers practice squad today. Actually, no, I'm sorry, it was the active roster. That is more or less because Elijah Mitchell's out, and then there was another running back, I can't remember his name, who got injured Your for them. Yes, thank you. Um, so they just need depth. They, they need help. So Marlon Mack was available. Again, not much more to say about that. We'll see if he even gets any opportunity because Jeff Wilson is the starter for now. Uh, other news, Dalton Schultz. My tight end has a PCL issue in his right knee. I don't know what PCL stands for, but it does it doesn't sound great. So it's unclear if he will miss time. So I'm, I would monitor that if you have him. Maybe look for another option. James Conner left Sunday's game with an ankle injury. A lot of ankles. Uh, not considered serious and shouldn't miss an extended amount of time. So you should be okay there. Lastly, Cole Beasley signed with the Buccaneers practice squad. That is because Chris Godwin is out. Everyone and their mother's out for that team, apparently. Um, so he might get some playing time, but he's going to need a little bit to get up to speed. But a uh, good slot receiver, always been dependable. It's just, you know, at the latter half of his career. So, um, yeah. Uh, Ian, do you have any news? Perriman. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, Brashad Perryman. Oh my gosh, man, he signed with the Lions for like a hot second and did absolutely nothing. So, but he's always been. He, I feel like he's always on the Buccaneers roster, even when he's not. He's just always there. So, but um, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for the news. Not much to go over, but I really do feel like it's time for some targets, man. What do you think, Ian? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Target. All right, this week we're going to uh, go over the good, the uh, the running back backfields, and the uh, and the ugly. Uh, some players that, did, that uh, showed up this week. I uh, got Jalen Waddle for the Dolphins and Tyreek Hill too, but 19 targets. That's crazy. Insane. Uh, Garrett Wilson, kind of a quiet first game, but uh, showed up with 14 targets this week. Um, if he's available anywhere in your leagues, uh, looks like he's going to be uh, someone you want to look at. Uh, Sterling Shepard, I believe I've mentioned him last episode, 10 targets. Uh, Evan Ingram, I think we're going to talk about him later too. Uh, Titan for the Jaguars at 8. Uh, Chris Olave, uh, 13 targets for the Saints. Uh, Curtis Samuel continues being uh, a good play. 9 targets mm. for the uh, Commanders. Drake London, my start of the week last week. 12 targets for the Falcons. Looks like he's uh, taking the mantle as the number one receiver there. And then uh, Devonta Smith had no catches week one, seven targets and seven catches uh, in week two. So if you're concerned about Devonta Smith, it looks like they have, uh, at least for one week, rectified that. Yeah. Uh, just going to the backfields for a second, just a couple of things that I noticed to kind of pay attention to. Uh, week one, Atlanta's backfield was all about Cordero Patterson. Well, they, uh, they dressed uh, Tyler Algier L- L- this week, uh, and they split touches. 10 apiece. So if you're a Cordell Patterson uh, owner like I am, uh, something to be definitely aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, week one, looks like the Rams were all about uh, Daryl Henderson. Well, week two, they come out and they give Akers uh, 15 carries, Henderson only 10. And then same thing in Houston. Um, it was all it was Rex Burkhead all, all, all the way in uh, week one. Week two, Burkhead gets no carries and Damian Pierce gets 15. So some split backfield, some players that, you know, just to be aware of there. As far as, uh, you know, the lack of targets goes, uh, Devontae Adams only had two catches, still had seven targets, uh, but he did take one in for a touchdown. So he's kind of saved the day a little bit there, but I was kind of surprised to see him not uh, get a whole lot of a lot of love this week. Right. Uh, what do you have, what do you have like week one, like around 15 or so? Yeah, something crazy. Yeah. Um, Devin DuVernay was a player I called out to maybe to keep an eye on, um, going forward, only had two targets this week. So, um, and then Cleveland flipped it around week one. It was all about Donovan Peoples Jones and not so much about Amari Cooper. Exactly the opposite this week. Amari was the uh, number one guy there and Peoples Jones had one target. Some tight ends, the rough week for tight ends. Uh, Kyle Pitts again, only three targets for Atlanta. Mm. Hunter Henry, one for the Patriots. Wow. And then I think it's I think it might be time to think about moving on from Cole Komet. Um, he's had one target week one and week two and zero catches on the season so far. Um, the Bears, and we'll, I'll talk about this later too, but the Bears are not throwing the ball a whole lot. And uh, a lot of folks thought Cole Komet would be a, a good value tight end this year, but uh, so far, nothing. I'm having as good a year as he is. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. You might be having a better year. <laughs> right. 
And uh, and we're not going to learn anything about Kyle Phillips this week. He only had one target. So dang. Okay. I was really looking forward to that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, maybe next time we'll keep an eye on yeah. it. Um, couple things I want to chime in with too. Like, so you said Daryl Henderson got ten carries and Acres got fifteen. Is that did I hear you that right? Correct. Yep. Okay. So I mean, of course, Daryl Henderson got the touchdown, uh, which kind of salvaged his day, but. I have K-Makers, and I was watching our matchup, and you started Daryl Henderson, and I'm like, oh, sweet, K-Makers is out the gate early, and then five seconds later, Daryl Henderson touchdown. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. So um, I would like to think that Akers is going to be the eventual, like, you know, getting more of the workload on a consistent basis, but that's definitely still something that could go either way. And then um, I'm really shocked that, like, Damian Pierce – isn't like you know averaging like 18 carries a game minimum because of all the hype in training camp so um you know something to watch out for as well but that rex burkhead news i'm like wow of course he would get 15 one week and then none the next so yeah houston's a weird team to figure out so far but yeah um you got any more ian do you have any more no, man, I'm good. Let's move on. Okay, awesome. All right, well, appreciate all the stats, man. You do a good job with that. And then I think we're going to get into the waivers this time. On the Stanley Hall. No. No, I'm a free agent. All right, this segment is always circled around who might be out there for waivers. And maybe your team's hurting like a lot of us. Um, you know, uh, the – Kyle Pitts only getting a couple targets. Maybe you're like, man, is there any other tight end that I could use? Because this is just killing me every week. Do I have Dalton Schultz? He's injured. Like, where well, I need to pivot. Um, stuff like that. There is plenty of options out there no matter what. Um, Ian, do you have any waiver players that might be out there and available? Yeah, absolutely. I actually have a few tight ends to mention this week just because there's just so many tight end issues right now. I mean, I'm good with Mark Andrews, but um... – you know, just to help out those of us who, you know, maybe have some struggles like, you know, Dalton Schultz or Cole Komet, things like that. Right. Um, looking it up, I'm surprised to see that Gerald Everett is still available in almost 70% of ESPN leagues. Um, he's had a really good first couple weeks. Um, if you need tight end help and he's available in your league, he'd be my number one guy. Okay. Um, I would say that tight ends are definitely hurting for certain right now. One of my tight end uh, or the tight end that I have in my waivers is Evan Ingram. He has seven. He had seven of eight catches on just under twelve PPR points in week two. He's third on the team in overall targets behind Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, and he's available in eighty-five percent of ESPN leagues. So I would say that if he continues that kind of volume, he's going to be a well worth stash right now. So if you have a uh, spot that you know there's someone on your roster that's not doing absolutely anything on your bench. I would look at Evan Ingram because the volume is there um, and the touchdowns will surely come here and there. So just something to look for. So, yeah, Evan Ingram. Ian, go ahead with your next one. Absolutely. Uh, Traylon Burks, um, available in 41% of leagues uh, for the Titans. He's starting to see some usage. He's a rookie. I think he was drafted like, I don't know, top 10, eighth overall, I think, something like that. He's meant. He's The intention is for him to be the number one guy there, and he's starting to show up this uh, this past week. So, if he's available uh, and if you have the room, I'd scoop him up. Absolutely. Um, Dylan, it, 
do you have any waiver people that you might be considering picking up or just maybe have some advice on? Um, certainly a couple to look at for sure. Uh, I think a big one that I have been seeing um, in kind of like the quarterback scene, because uh, we've seen in these past two weeks that there's really been some uh, quarterbacks that have not been performing as we have been used to seeing them do. And some other ones have kind of been, uh, you know, showing up as of late. But, um, you know, aside from a couple of the other ones that have been pretty consistent, a big one that, that in 45% of leagues is still on the waivers uh, if you're really just looking for like a consistent quarterback, Carson Wentz is on the waivers. Um, he's quarterback rank four right now, and he has been one of the most consistent quarterbacks. I do have to say, I mean, uh, against Jacksonville and PPR, he did 27.72 points mm-hmm. week two and against Detroit, 27.78. I mean, right back to back 27 point games. I mean, right there. So, I mean, these other quarterbacks that you have and looking at, I mean, they've been They've been really struggling. I know some of the quarterbacks that I've seen have been, you know, under 20, 15 to 20 points. And for a lot of leagues, that's that's a lot of points you're missing out on. So maybe look at Carson Wentz. I think he's been really consistent, and he's uh, he's doing a really good job with uh, the commanders there. So keep an eye on him. Yeah, for sure. He's just been consistent the first two weeks. He's got a big arm, and as long as he's healthy, he's usually pretty dang good. They got weapons, so I would agree with that. So um, I'm going to hit up. A wide receiver for mine, and that's going to be Sterling Shepard for the Giants. He's got 10 targets in week two. Um, He is one of the better receivers for the Giants, and he leads the team in targets. Ian, I got to call you out a little bit, buddy. One of our first episodes, um, I asked you, is there any New York Giants receiver that we can count on? And you said Kadarius Toney. Do you know that through two games, he only has three total targets? (laughs) So... Yeah, I got him mixed up. I meant to say uh, Sterling Shepard. Oh, got it. (laughs) Thanks for the clarification. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. It's all good. I just misspoke. Okay, well, hey, now we got that cleared up. But uh, anyways, (laughs) so Sterling Shepard is available in 90% of leagues in ESPN, so he is definitely worth a look. Um, Ten targets is wide receiver one numbers um, if he gets that on a consistent basis, but they don't have many many receivers, especially if they're going to keep Kadarius Toney out of the plan apparently so look for sterling shepherd um ian do you got any more to be struggling recently oh dude he did yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh next up i'm gonna go with uh logan thomas who i think we might talk about later as well but um he's still available in 80 percent of leagues um like dylan was saying uh once is off to a strong start he's surrounded by weapons his commanders are slinging it um you know they got samuel mclaurin and um uh, Johan Dotson and uh, Logan Thomas, who's who's been a good fantasy performer in the past, um, and he's still available in most leagues. So if you need tight end help, I might be looking there too. Dylan, any waiver uh, other waiver players for you? Or? I think I got one more for you. Must okay. stay on the uh, quarterback side of things. This is definitely one to uh, make note of, especially it's near and dear to our hearts. Not really, but kind of have to be. <laughs> uh, Jared Goff. Yes. Um, Available in 93% of leagues. I mean, he's averaging 21 points per game. He threw four touchdowns in week two. Um, And he's kind of coming into his own. I mean, it's something we really don't usually see from Jared Goff. As Lion fans, we kind of hate him. But we kind (laughs) of have to deal with it. So we have to look at the upside. And for the most part... For the most part, I mean, he's he's putting up some good points. I mean, you, you got to give it to him. So keep an eye on him. 
Jared Goff, you need a quarterback, even in some of those super flex leagues where you need a second quarterback, maybe just throw him in. Take a look. Great advice. He's got six touchdowns and only one interception through two games, and I want people to understand this. It's not just that we're, we're diehard Lions fans through the bad and the good. The Lions lead the league in overall fantasy points for the whole team in the first two weeks. They're insane. Um, and they've also scored 35 points in each game in real life. That offense is no joke. Um, they played the Eagles week one, and we just saw what they did to the Vikings last night. That was an absolute dumpster fire performance by Kirk Cousins. Um, I think he thought Darius Slay was their wide receiver one, honestly. <laughs> so he uh, he did not do well. But, um, I mean, they only managed to score seven points on the Eagles, and the Lions put up 35 against them. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely something to look for. And especially when Jamison Williams comes back, guys, when he's healthy and he's speedster that he is, look out, man. This offense could get even scarier. So I think Goff has nowhere to go but up. Um, I mean, yeah, he could drop a little bit, but still – even if he gives you this kind of production uh, every other week, man, that's that's more than you could ask for from him. So that is kind of what we're looking at. So um, Yeah, I, I thought the Lions were a, a fluke. I thought week one was a fluke for the Lions, and they definitely showed me something this past week. Um, I'm starting to believe a little bit myself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was Washington, but it's not like they're dirt. I mean, they, they did win their week one. So um, I'll take it. A win's a win, man. So, um, Ian, do you have any more players, or is that it for you? Yeah, not necessarily a uh, waiver wire pickup, but maybe depending on how deep your league is. Um, as Brandon mentioned earlier, uh, injuries abound in the San Francisco backfield. Um, Jeff Wilson has been known to be injured in the past. Um, so I would just kind of, you know, be aware of who their backups are. Uh, are there Marlon, Marlon Mack or Jordan Mason, who's I think a rookie, I believe. Um, so, yeah, if Jeff Wilson goes down, they're going to one of those two guys. Okay same um no yeah that's i just agree yeah absolutely so okay i that's the one th here's the thing i can't that's the one backfield i don't trust in fantasy is the 49ers man they're just it's an absolute roller coaster that's the only problem but when like i said last week when they play they're worth it so but yeah that's gonna do it for our waiver claims and then i think now the main segment every week that we do is the starts and sits of the week will you start or will you sit i do want to point out that we i'm gonna let's go over our previous picks because me and ian are trying to provide accurate start and sits for you guys every week um really quick so my first week my starts were I'm, i can't remember all of them but my starts were alan robinson he was a sit and my star was gabriel davis both of them turned out. I forget who my other start was. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but both of those were good. And then this recent week, my starts were T. Higgins versus Dallas. He got 19 PPR points. Um, he killed it. He did play. My other star was Amon Ross St. Brown. Did you guys see how many points Amon Ross St. Brown put up against the Washington Commanders? It's about 62, Enough. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he ended up with... 39.4 he had nine catches for a buck 16 two touchdowns and then he had over 50 yards rushing or i think 50 yards on the dot so i'm just you know i'm gonna give myself a pat on the back for that one and then my sits mike evans for the versus the saints he only got ejected so that was kind of accurate <laughs> and then Brees hall versus the browns um 
he did okay. I think he got a receiving touchdown. He didn't like kill it or anything, but he was about average um, for what he was projected. So, Ian, what are your uh, starting sits looking like that you predicted there? Or not? <laughs> are you on mute? Sure am. Sure am. Um, <laughs> uh, this past week, I called out uh, Drake London as a start. Uh, he had a big week. Killed did it. really well. Um, so I think this is the start of uh, many weeks of uh, prosperity for Mr. London. And then uh, my other start was uh, Hunter Renfro, who, uh, if you're in a league that rewards um, game-ending fumbles, um, <laughs> perfect, right? 100% called it out. Uh, in most leagues, though, probably wasn't your best play. I'll have to take the uh, loss on that one. <laughs> what you're saying is we should change it to league, that. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, hundred percent. Um, all right. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we're, we're going to get like a percentage going. I'm going to, I just didn't have enough time to do it today, but, um, I'd like to see like by the end of the year who was more accurate than the other. So just kind of a little friendly competition, but Dylan, I think you're off to good lead. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I intend to keep it. Um, just like you said that yesterday with your lead in their matchup. So, sad um but dylan i want to get you involved buddy so why don't you go ahead hit us with your first start of this coming week man so my first start and i know in our league he's on the waivers but this guy is killing it for these first two weeks and really coming up the consistency chart here greg dorch for the arizona cardinals um this guy for Arizona, he is just providing a consistency in points. And, you know, with DeAndre Hopkins out, you know, Kyler Murray's got to find someone. And I don't know where they pulled Greg Dorch out of specifically, yep. but he mm-hmm. uh, he's killing it with points. I mean, Kansas City, seven targets, or nine targets, seven receptions, 63 yards, and PPR is 13.3. And then against the Raiders for week two, 15.5. He's on and up. And he got a touchdown that last one. So I think Kyler Murray's really trusting him. I think if you're looking for someone in a solid like flex spot, I think he's a good pickup. And as long as he's on this uphill of, of points, maybe maybe take a snag at him if you're really needing someone. I really don't think he's going to fall off that hard. Um, I think he's a good receiver. So I, I think you should uh, you know, maybe take a chance at him. Uh, why don't we quickly turn our attention to all the people that knew that Greg Dorch was going to do what he's doing right now. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think he was mentioned last week on our episode too. Um, I mean, he's taken full advantage of his opportunity while DeAndre Hopkins is out. So if he keeps doing this, man, he'll play himself right into the, the main lineup, even when D hop comes back. So I think so. Yep. For sure. Um, Ian, go ahead with your first start. Yeah. My first start this week is going to be, uh, Tyler Higby tight end for the Rams against, those Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are, it's not even close. They are by far the worst defense against tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's already a good sign. Um, Higby didn't have a huge week one, but he still had 11 targets. A little bit better this past week, nine targets. Uh, got some more fancy points for you this past week. Um, if you look back at Rams Cardinals games of the past too, it's usually a higher scoring matchup. And we, the, you know, I think it's easily going to be over 50 point score between the two teams. And so chances are Higby's going to get a touchdown for you this week. Um, if you need tight end help, or if you have half Higby on your team, you're not sure if you want to play him, go for it. 
And I got to agree with you, and I will be starting him. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, man. Good effort. <laughs> so I'm going to give you my first start, and it's going to be Mr. DK Metcalf. He is playing the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Ian told you early on, guys, if you listen to every episode, you would know that Atlanta has a certain corner that was rated number one, I think number one or two, in Pro Football Focus's grades for corners last year, and that would be A.J. Terrell. Well, they haven't done anything <laughs> anything at all. Um, so in week two, Atlanta gave up 11 catches for 108 yards and two touchdowns to Cooper Cup. Stud. They gave another touchdown up to Allen Robinson. He finally came out of anywhere. They also gave up two touchdowns to Michael Thomas in week one. DK Metcalf is at home. He has not scored a touchdown yet all season. I think this is the week he gets it done. Now, here's the thing. Uh... DK Metcalf's yards per catch is like half this year so far of what he's normally gotten. He normally gets about 12 to 15 yards per catch every year on average. Right now he's averaging about seven and a half. So I will tell you that obviously his results are going to be dependent on Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith is a halfway decent quarterback so far this year. So I am going to start him confidently against Atlanta, especially at home. But I will say if anything happens to where he does not perform, I specifically will be blaming Geno Smith, not my prediction 100%. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, So, yeah, I definitely think DK has it in him. So, um, Dylan, go ahead with your second. So, my second start, and Ian touched up on this earlier. We were obviously going to get to it. Logan Thomas um, on our waivers uh, in our league. He's going up against Philly for week three. Ring 26th against tight ends. And uh, let me tell you, for Logan Thomas, I think he's going to come back into his own this year. He's proven in the past that he is a solid tight end. I think Carson Wentz, hold the phone, he's got a cannon, is proving <laughs> that Washington is a pass-heavy team. And, uh, yeah, he doesn't have insane targets for the first two weeks, six and five. But I really think Carson Wentz trusts him. I think he's going to get him in the red zone a lot more. And if you're with this tight end struggle that we've been having, I think if you need a solid one, I don't think Logan Thomas is going to really let you down there. So I would trust in Washington. I think Carson Wentz is going to get him what he needs and get you some points there uh, for what you need, at least out of a tight end. So I think Logan Thomas is a solid pick. Yeah, and to piggyback off that a little bit, the Eagles have been pretty solid uh, against wide receivers this year too. So if Washington wants to, uh, you know, march down the field, they might need to look Logan Thomas's way a little bit extra this week. Right. Ian or Dylan, do you guys remember what position Logan Thomas played in college? He was quarterback, wasn't he? He was quarterback. And I will tell you that a receiver that knows a receiver or tight end that knows exactly what a quarterback is looking for and what spots to get him in, uh, that really helps Carson Wentz out because Logan Thomas knows what, what the assignment is, man. So yeah, Logan Thomas is a strong start week two, I would agree. Um Ian, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, next up is uh Dylan's favorite player all time, <laughs> Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Vikings. You Going don't say. Our, uh, Detroit Lions this week. <laughs> uh, this game has the highest over-under expectation of the week. I think tied for it, 53.5 as mm. of right now. So they expect the highest scoring affair. I know the Vikings looked like trash last night. Absolutely. Cousins, though, has a tendency to put up those duds once in a while. And this is the Vikings in general do. They're still going to be slinging it. Yes, Justin Jefferson is absolutely going to get his this week. 
Um, but I can definitely see a, a scenario where Thielen's grabbing, you know, those those red zone targets. Um, I think he's just due for a big game. The Lions' defense has been pretty generous as well. Uh, yes, they've they've looked good this year on offense, but the defense not not so much just yet. Um, well, Aiden Hutchinson had a good game, but back to Adam Thielen. I think he's just due for a big game. I think this is the week. Put it on the board. I don't think Aiden Hutchinson had a good game. Dylan, what kind of game would you say that Aiden Hutchinson had, bro? <laughs> what are you looking for here? <laughs> An absolutely fantastic game, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> Three sacks in the first half. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> insane. Give it up for our Lions and uh, go blue. Anyway, so <laughs> you got the jersey, so I was trying to lay it out for you, but that's oh, fine. Oh, I got gotcha, you, know, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cost me an arm and a leg on that one. <laughs> you lost the Who's your next start, Brandon? Um, <laughs> my next start is going to be the new wide receiver one for the Jets. is Garrett Wilson versus the Bengals. Garrett Wilson played at Ohio State, so I don't exactly enjoy talking about this. But anyway, he is the number one for the Jets. He caught eight balls out of 14 targets for 102 yards and two touchdowns against the Browns. Guys, the Browns have a pretty good defense. They have Denzel Ward, good safeties, Miles Garrett. Like they have they have good stuff, man. And they have Joe Flacco. They don't even have Zach Wilson yet. And he still put up those numbers. So that was good. Um the Bengals only scored 17 against the Cowboys, who didn't even have Dak. They only scored 20 against the Steelers, who had Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think their offense is doing so hot. Joe Burrow has been sacked 13 times in two games. That is insane. They only have one returning starter on that offensive line. The reason I'm saying that is because if you can't keep your quarterback up, then you're going to have a lot of trouble staying on the field as an offense. So their defense is going to be on the field more. And the more that they're on the field, they get tired. And therefore, Garrett Wilson will feast. So I'm going to tell you that he's got to have a steady floor every week if he keeps this up. I say start him against the Bengals. That's a great performance. I don't think he outdoes it. But I think he's well worth the start. So I'm going Garrett Wilson versus the Bengals. I like it. Dylan, we're moving on to sits. Who's your first sit of the week? So my first sit, and unfortunately on my team, and this is kind of collateral damage from last week, but I definitely have to mention it because this is exactly what I'm going to be doing to him. Uh, Sitting Robbie Anderson from the (laughs) Carolina Panthers. Um Look, look, it's my fault. I will take ownership of this, uh, of what happened. We, there's a thing in fantasy that we know of called One Game Wonders. And let me tell you, this is exactly what Robbie Anderson did. Uh, week one just blew up uh, against Cleveland, 21.2 points. So, you know what? I need someone. Keenan Allen and George Kittle are out. I need someone. Let me pick him up. 4.2 points. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I don't think is going to do much. I think he is a one game wonder. Uh, and I think you're a big fan of him, but I'm not too sure. And, uh, he's going to get, they're going against, uh, New Orleans week three. I really don't think he's going to do much. I don't think he's going to provide, produce anything. I'd sit him on the bench as far as I could throw him. Uh, and I think you should do the same. So Robbie Anderson, thanks for nothing. I absolutely. I think he might have another big game or two this year, but who knows no. what it's going to be? You know, yeah, never, be, no time soon. <laughs> when you're least expecting it, he'll throw up another 20, 30 points on you. <laughs> but not this week. But not yeah. this week. Yeah. All right, Ian, go ahead. 
Yeah, my first sit's going to be uh, Devin Singletary, running back for the Buffalo Bills, going up against the Dolphins this week. Um, Miami's defense has been first in points allowed to running backs. It's only been two games, but still, been looking real good. Um, you know, that backfield is continuing to look like a split. Um, you know, Cook got a bunch of carries when the game got out of hand last night. Uh, Moss has seen touches. Um and this is a game, too, you know, they both have really good offenses. So if this game turns into a shootout, you know, they're not, you're not going to be using the running back as much. Um, and Singletary doesn't catch a lot of passes out of the backfield anyways. Um, or it turns into another route, you know. Say Buffalo's defense holds holds strong and uh, limits the Dolphins. You know, they could be in a situation where they're uh, going with Cook in the fourth quarter. So I just don't see a good week for Singletary this week. Um, you know, I have him on some teams, and if I can avoid them, I'm going to. Yeah, man, I have Devin Singletary, and he's he's halfway decent. His floor is okay, but um, last year he honestly didn't even blow up until like the last four games of the year. So, yeah, I, I mean, if it's going to turn into a bludgeoning like I think it is, then I don't think they'll use him much. So, um, But, yeah, so I, actually my first sit kind of piggybacks right off of that same game. So I want to talk about Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, where the heck are you? I miss you, and I miss your potential. That's as long as that drop goes. <laughs> anyway, so nice. here's here's the thing that I'm so mad about. Ian, I know you like Chase Edmonds, and I'm honestly about to give him to you for a bag of Lay's chips. So Let's go. Uh, they better be like sour cream and onion. Um, so <laughs> Melvin Gordon right now. Let's go. Uh, no, he's worse. Um, he's like plain ruffles with no freaking salt. Anyway, so... Miami versus Baltimore. Did anyone see that game? Probably not, because you probably turned it off after like the first three quarters when the Ravens were up 21 points. Then all hell broke loose, and Miami came back and scored 24 in the fourth quarter alone and won the game 42 to 38. Let me tell you about their stats. The Dolphins had 547 total yards on offense. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill both had 11 catches for two touchdowns each and 170 yards each minimum. And Chase Edmonds got a whopping 5.1 PPR points. Out of all that offense and all that scoring, he did jack squat. Raheem Mostert also outcarried him, 11 carries to 5 carries. He also got more receiving yards than him. Not on more opportunity, but just overall the quality of the target. This is also a horrible matchup for Chase Edmonds as the Bills have the best defense in the league. They look like absolute world beaters. And I am absolutely fading Chase Edmonds this week. He has to prove to me that he's worth me starting. I do not trust him so far. Everything in the preseason and training camp pointed to him being a solid addition to everyone's roster. Every sign pointed to the scheme they run, what kind of a running back he is, Raheem Mostert is known for injury. It's not looking good, guys. So sit Chase Edmonds, especially this week. I do think he'll get it together. I'm praying that he'll get it together, but not this week, as Ian would say. Look, I don't know who spiked uh, to his coffee, but he needs an IV of that because he kicked it into high gear for that game. Dude, oh, my word. six touchdowns and two picks, man, from Tua. Almost 500 passing yards. Are you serious? 
Are I you, forgot he was even in the league. It, dude, honest to God, he needed that for the Miami Dolphins coaching staff to be like, okay, he has it in him. We can have the weapons. But I just wish that they would give the running backs more run, man. Like, it's just so frustrating. So, um, But, yeah, Dylan, go ahead with your next sit, man. I'm just going to interject with one thing real quick. Yeah. A little bit of, I want to share a little bit of pain. Um, I play in a dynasty league, too. It's a, it's a super flex league, right? And I had to choose between Tua and Jameis Winston. Oh. It was revealed mm. right before game time. Oh, Jameis, Jameis has a broken back. <laughs> so he goes out and does what he did, you know, throw like 14 picks, put up 10 points. Uh, and Tua sat on my bench scoring like Wait, 44. Wait, hang on again. Hang on a second. I lost the game. <laughs> Anyway, so, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that sucks. Right. Sorry, Dylan. Sorry, Dylan. What's your next sit, buddy? No, you're good. You're good. Um, <clears throat> all right. So my second sit, um, is gonna be one that we're really losing faith on, unfortunately, because <sighs> my boy Chris Carson is no longer in the league. Uh, Rashad Penny for the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's a firm sit. Uh, for this upcoming week. Going against Atlanta, which is ranked 6 for running backs so far. And um, he's really just not doing anything as, as far as you can throw him. I mean, against Denver, week 1, he had 12 attempts for 60. Um, but week 2 against San Francisco, he had 6 for 15. Yeah, solid 1.5 in PPI. I mean, it was atrocious to watch. Um, and unfortunately for anyone who... Started Rashad Penny, saw the, the counteracts of that. So I think he is a solid sit. I don't think there's going to be any production uh, from the Seattle backfield in any way, shape, or form anytime soon, unfortunately. So I would just I would just keep him on your bench for now. Keep an eye on him, maybe. But, yeah, I, he's definitely not worth a starting spot. Dylan, do you... you... Got, uh, Kenneth Walker coming back, too, which could just cut into his work. Yeah, yep. I was just about to ask, Dylan, do you think that you would. I don't know if you really care much, but do you think Rashad Penny or Kenneth Walker long term is the better option? Which one? More than likely, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, you darn right. You hear that, Ian? <laughs> we'll see. All right, go ahead. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so my next sit for the week, um, it's really just the the Chicago Bears. Um, <laughs> just sit the whole offense. <laughs> uh, I, I can't sit a whole team, so I picked one. Give by a week. Um, right. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, wide receiver for the Bears, whom, you know, was probably getting drafted fourth, fifth round of drafts, maybe later. I don't know. But, you know, people drafted him as though they were going to be playing him week to week. And he definitely, you know, had a good year last year. But, gosh, the uh, the first two weeks, the Bears have attempted 17 and 11 passes in their first two games. Um, you know, the last game, they went into the halftime down 24 to 7. And kept just kept running the ball. I don't I, I don't understand it. Um, so I'm right. I didn't change the strategy at all. It's just what's going on in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Mooney had one catch both weeks, week one and week two. He uh, gained eight yards uh, week one and negative four yards this past week. So um, if you played in standard league, he gave you negative points. Sick. Um, so yeah. until otherwise proven, I I would I would rather pick up Sterling Shepard off the waiver wire and start him ahead of Mooney this week. Um, I'm sure I can name a bunch of other receivers as well, but that's just the first one that came to mind. Um, and they're playing uh, Houston this week. Um, I mean, Houston and Chicago, I don't know if this game is even going to be watchable. Um, it's, it's projected to have really low under, uh, over under as well. 
I just don't see a whole lot of fantasy points coming out of this game. It's probably going to be like 9-6 to six or something like that. Um, it's, just, it's just getting ugly in Chicago right now. So until they figure out something, no Bears, no Darnell Mooney for me. Maybe Montgomery, but... And then in the nine to six, the six being all safeties. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, so Mooney, I think in like two games has like three catches or something like that. Like it's it's absolutely absurdly low. Um, he has one in each game. Oh my gosh! So two. Wow. That's I could literally do that um, in a quarter. Anyway, I honestly I'm not gonna lie to you. I think that this is the get right game for Darnell Mooney. Um, I know that like if I had him on my roster, I'd sit him because. I need him to show me that it's a get right game, but um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. I just, I think that this is the game that we see him actually do something because of the matchup. So, but we'll see. Um, so my last set is going to be Ezekiel Elliott versus the Giants. Now, I told you guys before we started this year that I think Tony Pollard is the long term solution to the Dallas Cowboys running problem. Zeke is only averaging 52 yards per game right now because he's gotten like 52 and 53 each game he's got 5.9 ppr points in each game that's like nothing and you usually drafted him probably in the first five rounds um that's not good enough for me also dallas doesn't have dak prescott as we mentioned and their offense is going to struggle to be around the goal line so if zika elliott is not going to get big runs of 20 30 40 plus yards he needs to be really close to the goal line and i don't think that's going to happen they play a giants team that is from all we can tell back they have a good defense they held derrick henry to 82 yards and no touchdowns week one they held christian mccaffrey to 102 yards and no touchdowns now say what you will those are eight and ten points respectively but from those two players you expect at least double that you need you need 18 to 20 points each out of those first round talents in fantasy. And the Giants said, nope, you're not doing it, man. Beat us through the air. Um, and they are 2-0. and They are really good. I think that they're going to control the game. I don't think Dallas is. And I think Tony Pollard is so close to taking over that starting spot. He had uh, 19.8 PPR points last week. He was a forty. He was one holding penalty away from scoring on a forty-nine yard touchdown uh, reception. It was like a screen pass or something like that, and then he went around to the sideline and ran all the way, and then there was a flag. Um, and he's got four point eight yards per carry, man. So he's good. He's got good numbers on the ground. He was targeted seven times last week. Uh, I'm not lying to you guys. I'm I'm really thinking by. The time Dak gets back, if Zeke isn't doing so hot, man, I think it's like legitimately going to be a 50-50 timeshare. I think this is the last season that you're going to see Zeke like even remotely close to a top five round pick in fantasy. I think he's just fading super fast because he hasn't shown us anything in the first two weeks. Um, but I would definitely sit him against the Giants. Good defense. I said what they did against Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry. Um, he's got to prove to me again. It's, he's got He's one of them prove it players, man. He's going off reputation. I don't think he's that dude anymore. So, no, I agree with everything everything you're saying. Um, and, and just I was thinking, just imagine how good the Giants will be when they uh, start Tyrod Taylor over Dalen Jones. <laughs> yeah, your uh, prediction there, absolutely. So, um, are we but like yeah, Zeke, Zeke is fading fast? Are we in agreement that Saquon's back? What do you guys think? Absolutely. 
Yep, definitely. I think absolutely. I think that I wanted nothing more this year, even if he wasn't on my team. Saquon is one of my favorite running backs in the whole league just to watch, man. I it's really good to see him back after all the injuries he had. Yeah. Van, if you're listening, solid pick so far, bro. Good job. I'll talk to you later about trades. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is gonna do it for our start and sits of the week, guys. All right, we're rolling on 52 minutes. Let's kind of wrap this up with our matchups of the week as far as our league. Um, so let's kind of get into it. Um, honestly, if I look at the app, I have to click on matchup first and then go to week three. Okay, so Dylan, you play Van this week as we just talked about. He's 2-0, and yep. you're 0-2. You're projected to win by like eight-tenths of a point. Holy cow um what do you are you like confident what do you what are your thoughts what's your own two mood since you're own two i'm pretty confident look van doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> he's never won before in his life <laughs> and uh i'm just gonna bring him the house so um switching some things around on my lineup this uh yeah. <laughs> on this uh this week really hoping that for some, i'm praying to god that keenan allen and george kittle can hopefully come back soon um, and then I'm just going to be messing with the waivers a little bit, but, uh, I'm pretty confident. I think, uh, I think his team's going to fall apart, uh, horribly, probably 30 <laughs> points and, uh, yeah, they're just all going to break their ankles. So I think we're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, solid. Um, I right, that's some good analysis Dylan, but didn't Van take home the trophy one year? Yeah. Look, look, I'm talking. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dylan's dream. Let him wake up on his own time, Ian. Yeah, no. uh, Dylan Jamar Chase is going to have a 50 point game it's going to work out He, I was just going to say Jamar Chase has the Jets he's at New York though so we'll see if uh, and like I said Joe Burrow can't stay uh, off the ground man their offensive line sucks yeah. Um. so Higby's going to have 30 okay well hey man uh, keep dreaming so um, yep. Ian you are 2-0 and brother congrats Um. I hope you don't win another game anyway uh, you play my dad, who is also two and zero. This is a high. You guys might have the highest over under, one thirty two to one eighteen. I hate to say it, Dylan, but I or uh, Brandon, but I'm one and one. Oh, you are one and one. Yeah, but uh, that's okay because after this week, I'll be two and one. Oh. As will as will Rob. will be two and one as well. Gosh, yeah, um, yeah. So you know, just beginning my ascent to the top of the league. <laughs> <laughs> I just you put up so many points in week two against me. I thought it counted for two wins. That's where I was. You know. It really should, but unfortunately, uh, our commissioner hasn't changed the rules quite quite that way yet. Yeah. What are you thinking though? Oh, I'm gonna win. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any matchups I mean, that you it, have that you like? Um, you know, I haven't looked at the two too, too closely yet. I mean, Stefan Diggs is you can always count on him. Um, sorry, Dylan, but if uh, Keenan Allen's out again, you know, Mike Williams is gonna feast. Look, I, I mean, my my team is just spectacular and. Uh, I don't really see a path to another loss this year. I have a something to add. You, so Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, you have them both, right? And they both killed it week two, of course, because they played me. But they have Jacksonville this week at home, and I will tell you that Jacksonville just shut out the Colts twenty-four to nothing. So I will tell you, be careful. All right, I'll watch my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taylor didn't even score against them. It's just it's crazy to me. So. But uh, I'm I'm looking at your matchup, um, honest honest man. Like, I 
I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, I don't know. I don't like your chances because Justin Jefferson, my dad has Justin Jefferson. He plays Detroit. Um, Detroit was without Amani Aruwarie last week, our starting corner. Um, and we still won, but like, I just think Justin Jefferson's that kind of dude. And then they got, he's got Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey. Um, two amazing players. Rashad Bateman killed it last week. Josh Allen, you got your work cut out for you is all I'm going to say, but I'm, my prediction is I'm going to take my dad on that one. And then Dylan, I forgot to predict yours. I'm going to say that van beats you. Sorry, but you know, I just got to predict it. No words. Yeah. <laughs> no words for that blasphemy. Um, All right, Brandon. Well, uh, your matchup, you're going to go on against Cam this week, uh, who put up, uh, I think, 140 on me uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, leading me to a loss. Uh, what do you think of this one? <sighs> I'm a little worried because Dalton Schultz is hurt. I don't know if I'll have him. And I have to make a claim for another tight end to be safe. And I, I know we already talked about Logan Thomas and Evan Ingram. They are they are sought after and i'm not gonna lie if i'm not i couldn't i can't lie to you and tell you that i am not going after at least one of them so we'll see um i have gabriel davis hopefully back this week in a matchup against the dolphins hopefully that's another shootout i could really use that cooper cup plays the cardinals um he has been model consistency 31.8 in back-to-back weeks and then the other thing, too, is Joe Mixon has not been Joe Mixon. So I'm kind of nervous the Jets have a decent run defense. And I think that the Jets have a good chance of maybe sneaking this game out and Cincinnati starting 0-3. So I'm, I'm a little nervous. Um, the other side, too, Cameron has Ezekiel Elliott, one of my sits. And he has Antonio Gibson, who plays Philadelphia. And Philadelphia stuffed. Absolutely just shut down Dalvin Cook last week. So... I'm really hoping, and he's got Dalvin Cook against Detroit, so that'll probably be bounced back. But I'm gonna hope that I win, but it's not looking too good unless I get a decent tight end replacement. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely got to chime in on this one. I, uh, I think Brandon's gonna lose miserably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just Jeez, kidding. Uh, but Dalvin Cook going against Detroit, yeah. Oof. Well, I mean, we did hold. The Philadelphia Eagles week one to only four rushing to oh yeah yeah you're right yeah four rushing <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway yeah it's it's gonna be a little bit of a mess um let's look at the other two really quick so Daniel plays Austin um we're running down Daniel's lineup really quick he's got mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson at New England Najee Harris at Cleveland James Connor should be okay T Higgins balled out Elijah Moore I'm gonna tell you what. If you're listening, Daniel Elijah Moore is just not that dude. Um, he's not. He's not even like second on t- in targets on the Jets. I would say you might want to find a replacement. Mike Gesicki against Buffalo. I don't even think that has a chance of being a good play. And then he's got one of my starts, DK Metcalf. Um, so I'm gonna say that Daniel is probably gonna take it because Austin has Joe Burrow, who hasn't done much. Brees Hall hasn't done much. J.D. McKissick. Who's this guy even drafting on his team? Honestly, Austin, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, but well, if you uh, look though, he does have Alvin Kamara. If he's back, I think that might swing the uh, pendulum in Austin's favor this week. You know, you're, yeah. you're correct. And he's got big hawk, and he's got big hawk. T.J. Hawkinson, the man himself. Um, listen, put that guy in. Uh, Austin, do do us all a favor. Do yourself a favor. Start hawk and do Darnell Mooney. Just do it. You'll thank me later. Uh, and then the last one is uh, Don versus Chris um what do you guys i mean if you're looking at it do you guys have an opinion on this matchup 
Yeah, go ahead, buddy. I'd say that Chris is probably going to take the win this week. Um, Jonathan Taylor is going to have a big bounce back game. Um, DeAndre Swift, St. Brown versus the Vikings. Um, for Army, it's been good this year. Um, Chicago's offense goes through David Montgomery, as we previously discussed. Um, so, yeah, I just uh, – sorry, Don, but I think this is Chris's week. See, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean the other way. I'm gonna think Don. I think Don's gonna take this one. Um, he's got Thielen. He's probably gonna start him. Um, and Ian, come on, come on. How can you bet against Young Hoku? Oh my god. How? You can't. You, you can't. You can't. That dude yeah, got not, like this. 18 points week one against me. It's bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> Young Ho. Uh. I'm going to lean towards Chris because the dude drafted an absolute monster of a team this year. Jonathan Taylor, he killed it week one, didn't do much week two, but he's got DeAndre Swift. I am regretting drafting Joe Mixon over Swift every week so far, um, unless Mixon wants to help me out. Please, Joe. Uh, please. Um, and then Amon Ross St. Brown is absolutely looking like the best receiver in NFL history <laughs> the first two weeks. Um, he killed it last week. Well, again, 39.4. Um, honestly, man, Chris is two and oh, he's killing it. He had the first overall pick and he's absolutely making us look like fools. So I'm going to take Chris on this one. He's three and oh for the first time. And I don't know how long, so I'm going to take Chris, but, um, and then that's going to do it for our predictions guys. So thank you for your input. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Um, any last minute thoughts from you guys on the episode? I know we lasted over an hour. This is the first time that we've done that. So I appreciate everyone hanging on, but any last minute thoughts? No, uh, good luck in your matchups this week. Good luck. And, uh, you know, hope you did well on the waivers, uh, since they're running for most folks, uh, you know, as we're recording this podcast. So, um, yeah, hope you do well. Um, good luck. Yeah. Good luck guys. And, uh, this is where I start the win streak. Here we go. Here we go. Um, again, Dylan, we want to thank you for being on. I know it was long. Um, and I know that like every guest from now on, they pretty much have to have start and set. So I really appreciate you taking the time and researching, but again, everyone check out the damn good gaming show. That's D a M good gaming show. It's on Apple and Spotify. They do a really good job. Talk about everything gaming, um, and, Leave them a like and subscribe as well. Also with our podcast, same thing. Like and subscribe. Send it to anybody that plays fantasy football or might listen to the show. Um, I do want to shout out a couple of people. Our cousin Zach Dylan listens to this on a regular basis. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, if anybody ever have questions for the podcast, text us. Again, Spotify, you can scroll down and answer the question that I post. If you have questions for the show or topics you want to talk about, send it our way. So it only makes it better, but yeah. yeah. Um, thanks, uh, thanks again, guys, for having me on. It was a blast. Appreciate it. Be on any time, and uh, I wanted to take this opportunity as well while I'm on here to uh, see if the amazing hosts of the Fantasy Football's Finest would want to be on an episode of the Damn Good Gaming Show. How, uh, would you guys accept? Oh, I would, a hundred percent, man. Yeah. Uh, I know a thing or two about video games, so yeah. I yeah. think so, Ian. So I, I think we might. Only... <laughs> I think we might have. You know, it'd be crazy. Like the the. Could you imagine, the absolute, awesomeness of all three of us ever working at a game store? Like maybe at the same time or something like that. <laughs> That'd be insane. <clears throat> Ian would definitely be my rep, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>
But all right. But we definitely got to get you guys on an episode. For yes, sure. 100%. We would love that. So, um, But all right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you again, guys. We'll see you all next week. Bye.